got this. I do need to pause this on my phone, I think. Or mute it, maybe. Yeah, or, yeah. or you can mute. Not live yet. We mm. should be live. We should uh -oh. be. Oh, no. It's like that one thing again. Remember with the oh second no, stream? moving here. Oh, here we there go. go. Oh, okay. We're live. Yeah, we're so good. Okay. Hello, everyone. Sorry about the delay there. I hope you guys are having a great night, and welcome to another episode of Talking Yu-Gi-Oh! 7's Up. This time, we are going over episode 26, A Road to Providence, featuring Entime Subs. I feel like we have a celebrity on the podcast. I don't just feel that way. We do have a celebrity on the podcast, obviously. Um, the reason that we are able to watch subbed Yu-Gi-Oh! 7's in a timely manner is thanks to her, and so we are uh, very fortunate that she came out to be on the podcast tonight, um, and we're very fortunate that you all decided to stop by and come on uh, as well to hang out with us for the next couple of hours discussing uh, really everything in regards to Yu-Gi-Oh! 7s. Uh, this is a, a big stream, not only because obviously we have a, a very special guest on, but because this is the end of an arc. It's probably the end of a season. We don't really know where we're going from here. We got a little bit of a tease with the new villains at the end. We'll, of course, go over that. We have a very weird episode 27 summary that we're working with. Um, but, of course, the main focus and discussion is going to be how do we feel about Yu-Gi-Oh! 7s through what I'm going to call probably the first season. I think that's fair to say. Fair. Um, even if the opening doesn't change, it just kind of feels like the first season, definitely the first two arcs finished. I think now is a very fair time to judge the show. Absolutely. Um, I don't think it's too late. I don't think it's too early. So we're definitely going to get into that. We'll be giving our rankings of sevens uh, so far. But um, before we get into that, I do want to uh, let these lovely people introduce themselves. So Entime Subs, how are you doing tonight? Uh, hello, my name is Entime. Um, I do the translation and the subtitle work for uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! 7s. Um, I'm part of a team of three, so Entime Subs is not just me, but um, I am its namesake because I, well, it started off as a one-person thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I didn't know that. I didn't know it was I a team. Well, shout out the other two people if you want. Um, yeah, uh, Yona, my proofreader, thank you so much. I hope you're watching. If you're not, that's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, and uh, the third member who joined just two weeks ago, Elgin, who helps me do timing work. Um, if you've noticed that episodes seem to have come out a lot faster, it's thanks to them. Wow. So thank you so very much. Well, thank you both. Um, I did not realize that Entime Subs was a team, actually. Mm -hmm. I thought it was that just the individual. It, it, did, awesome. it did start off with just me, so that's why it's named Entime Subs. That makes sense. Very well, cool. we are, and I speak for everyone watching right now, um, super humble and super thankful for the work that you and your team do. Uh, without you guys, I don't know where we would be with Yu-Gi-Oh! 7s. <laughs> I mean, there was a point where... We know. We had a taste <laughs> of what we were, where we would be. There, there was a point where it was getting... Um, it was getting a little scary in terms of... The quality was a little eh yeah. in terms of the subbing quality. And the timing was also very yeah. backed up, which is understandable because, again, you're doing this for free. It's a lot of time to sub. It's not an easy job to do. So the fact that you're able to do it out of the kindness of your heart, everyone that works on your team, um, that, that's where we have to begin this by just thanking you and, and applauding you for that. So thank you for all the work that you do. Um, Nick T., how are you doing tonight, man? I'm doing great. Yeah. It's good to see you. Good. Good to see you. Pete, how are you doing? 
I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me. You're welcome, dude. Um, before I get into my thoughts, and before, and of course, I tweeted, and we have some questions also for um, that Entime is going to answer about the subbing process because this is the first time ever that we've had a. I've had voice actors on, but I've never had a fan subber on. Uh, there's not many in the Yu-Gi-Oh community, um, so it's really a first time ever for the channel. Um, so I, there's a lot of things that I'm curious about. I think that we're curious about as well when it comes to the subbing and translating process. Mm -hmm. um, so we're going to talk about that. Um, but before we get into any of that with all of you lovely people for joining tonight, and thank you once again for making us a part of your Wednesday night, Wednesday evening, Wednesday afternoon, Thursday morning, Thursday midday, wherever you are in this world. I do want to thank everyone who took uh, time and effort to donate in the last Talking Yu-Gi-Oh! 7's Up episode. Um, you guys make this podcast come to life. You let us have guests like Entime, so um, thank you for that. Uh, big thank you to Jack Knight 21, Nicholas Horton, Pegasus Saya, Church of Flapple, Ice Aiden, Cami Mingo, Solid Snack, Sean Gilbride, Mega Caribo, Nicholas Traficante, Goose, Goose, X-Layer 64, <laughs> JC Duelings Gaming, and Electric Kevin. You guys are amazing. Breathe life into the channel. Thank you. And everyone who's here, thank you. If you guys weren't here, we wouldn't be able to do this. Um, so, the arc has come to an end. Yes. It has. <laughs> it definitely has. It, it was, definitely has. It, it, was, it was an arc. Um, and obviously the one thing, the one concern that I had, well, you know what? I don't really know the best place to start. I have a lot of thoughts. Yes. Do you oh, have something? Do you mind if I start my... Um... Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, say what you need to say. Uh, sorry, everyone, really quick. Um, I did plug this stream to a few of my Japanese friends who are watching from overseas. Um, so I hope you don't mind really quickly. Minasan, konnichiwa. Ano, entame desu. あ、今日あの、遊戯王セブンズエピソード <笑> あ、でもあの、質問がありますから、あ、チャットでとディスコードもとあの、ツイッターもあ、大丈夫です。えっともあの、ツイッターにあの、送送って大丈夫です。あ、それからあの、ここからあの、全部英語を使います。<笑><
I don't think I should. Not when you host the, this the only language podcast. I know. Um, Pete. Yes. Your thoughts on the episode? Really liked it. Thought it was a really, really solid episode. Well, okay. Um, music is great, as we were talking about always. And I thought the duel was extremely entertaining, going back and forth, kind of them uh, using trap cards against each other over and over. Uh, and then I, I actually didn't think the whole, like, everyone behind him, kind of, you know, like the whole town of, like, oh, we're for Yugo, we're for Rush Duels, like, whatever, 77% or whatever it said of elementary school students. 777. That actually, that hit for me. I, I, I thought that was actually a pretty good moment that could have easily been corny. And I was just like, no, you know what? The impact that he's had on the city and maybe the world, as it's been hinted to so far, it makes sense that everyone would be behind Yuga and his team. So, yeah, I really thought it was a good episode. So I, I'm i happy to hear that. I'm happy to hear you enjoyed it. And I want to kind of give I wasn't going to? I wasn't <laughs> sure. I really wasn't sure. because I, And obviously we're going to talk a lot, uh, the four of us, about what we think is next. Um, how are they going to fill the void that Neil is leaving behind, uh, that, that's going to be a big void to fill, and it's going to be big, sh- you know, you're going to have to have some big shoes to fill it. Um, I definitely did not say that expression correctly. I mean, you got it. You ended yeah, up getting it close right. Okay, I was close oh. enough. Okay. Um, but uh, my opening monologue here, and then I want to hear from Entame about her thoughts on the episode and Sevens as a whole, since it's first, Entame's first time on the podcast. Um, my opening monologue really kind of consists of what Pete said. That moment really, really hit home for me. Uh, mm-hmm. The moment yep. where everyone is supporting you and obviously you see from week to week the different characters a lot of new characters that are becoming familiar with rush duels and that are using rush duels as the primary method of dueling and how much of an influence it's had but what you don't see is what's happening off screen and when the protagonists aren't around and how it continues to spread throughout the school and within these different friend groups that never even meet Yuga and it reminded me a lot of how I feel and how fortunate I feel about my channel. Um, when you think about even these podcasts, I'll mm-hmm. keep it in the realm of these streams, sure. talking Yu-Gi-Oh! 7's up, 100, 120, 140 people will be watching at any given time. Uh, and when that happens, you maybe know like 20 or 30 people are commenting consistently. Of course. Maybe 50. If, if you can think of 50 people off the top of your head, that's pretty good. But there's 150 people at one point that are maybe watching the stream. Right. And then when the stream gets uploaded, it ends up having two, 3,000 views. And there's only about 50 people that are commenting that you're familiar or watching. So that means there's literally thousands of people behind the scenes, even just on these streams, mm-hmm. that are watching, that are hopefully enjoying, uh, and that are, are supporting. Um, and these are people that, you know, you might not even know who they are, but they're still there. And they're just as important to the success and growth of you as an individual and what you're trying to accomplish as the people that are visible. And that's exactly what Yuga and his crew experienced in this episode. And so that hit home for me in the scope of my own Yu-Gi-Oh! experience. Uh, and so that's why I, when I can personally relate to something, I, I pretty much automatically love it. Um, and I thought that was really well done, and I thought it made sense. And just like for you, Pete, that moment really hit home for me. Um, and so I, I guess that's just kind of a fancy way of me saying uh, thank you to everyone, even if you don't enjoy commenting, which is completely fine, just sitting back and watching. It's more than I could ever ask for, so thank you. Um, Entime, I want to know your thoughts on the episode and on Sevens as a whole. Have you been enjoying... I imagine you've probably been enjoying it if you're taking the time to sub it, but um, just your thoughts on the show as a whole. Actually, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Before you do that, I want to know the Yu-Gi-Oh! shows that you have watched 
Um, whenever someone new comes on, I always like to ask them that, just so you know we have kind of a feel of if you've seen all the first six shows or maybe you've kind of skipped around, um, your experience with Yu-Gi-Oh! before Sevens. Um, I've watched every single Yu-Gi-Oh! Okay. beginning to end, um, all of it subbed. So uh, I've been into Yu-Gi-Oh! Oh, goodness, I want to say... 13 years now. Um, <laughs> yeah, welcome. Welcome to the club. <laughs> 13, 14 years now. Um, so uh, I have been involved in the, I guess, the community and the fandom for a while. That's awesome. <laughs> so you're, so obviously a veteran Yu-Gi-Oh! watcher, like mm-hmm. I'm sure many people are in the audience, <laughs> like I am. Um, your thoughts on Sevens through 26 episodes and this past duel? Um, I really liked it. Uh, it was obviously the end of the arc. It was very fun to watch, um, you know, live with everyone. And um, also, like, once it was subbed, seeing everyone's reactions to the episode. Um, this duel, I think, cannot really be talked about by itself, or this episode, I should say, um, because the setup that they did in 25 was absolutely amazing. Um, so I feel like um, these two episodes were really great. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, I think Seven so far has been doing very well. Uh, in my eyes, there's been a lot more consistency regarding characters, um, a lot more duels going to other characters that aren't the protagonist. Um, you don't see that a lot in previous Yu-Gi-Oh's. No. Um, especially the side characters coming back was the biggest shock to me because um, <laughs> this doesn't were, this doesn't were happen. Yeah, it doesn't happen. One-off this doesn't characters. happen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I've been enjoying myself so far. I'm very excited, as always, to sub these episodes for the community when they come out. Well, we are very thankful for that. <laughs> Happy yeah. you were enjoying. And yeah, I um, I completely agree. That's something that I definitely appreciate as well. That a lot of these characters, even though their their roles are not major, like you know, Bakaro has not had a major role since his loss against Rook, but he's present. He's in the show. When I think of, like, GX especially, I mean, we were talking about it before, early <laughs> GX, a lot of the characters that you're meeting, Pete, I hope you have a short memory, my man, because you are never going to see them again. <laughs> and so... And I don't, and so, so that's a yeah. problem. <laughs> and so... That, but that's the case for a lot of you guys. I think of some of Yuma's duels in, in Zale, and a lot of the characters he dueled early on, like, okay, they're really never relevant again. Um, so I do like that there is this level of care involved in these sevens characters even the side characters definitely appreciate that um nick t your thoughts on this episode honestly i I loved it i mean it's funny because i i'm you know i've been critical not critical but i've I've spoken about my like maybe lack of you didn't like 24 which wasn't that long ago yeah yeah i know but i'm actually saying like my when i criticized brains it was because of the long format duels yes yes but here Th- maybe maybe it's in part because of the 24 setup and then the way we finish off in 25 but like 25 26 but excuse me thank good. you 25 to 26 you just saying 24 threw me off i'm sorry um, it's, it's that's what i thought you were referencing because no. that was the otis duel and i know right, you didn't which love i didn't that. love but yeah. the setup from 25 to 26 like me this episode almost being entirely the the duel was like it was fine for me because it kept me engaged and like like moments that both of you guys have referenced like the the crowd sort of cheering on, joining Yuga's team in a way. Yeah. Um, a sense of com- camaraderie, which you hit, you know, the nail on the head with your uh, your main protag energy thing going on here. <laughs> uh, it's, it, it's true, right? No, that analogy true. made sense. It made a lot of sense. Um, and, you know, and I liked it for a multitude of reasons, one of be- which being the episode kept you on the ropes a little bit. 
there were moments where I was like, oh, maybe Neil will win, or maybe there will be a mutual destruction there, and you know they both lose somehow. But what that what that moment did for me with the people joining in, it's like even regardless of what the outcome of this duel will be. Even if like all these people lose their accounts, it seems like people like Rush Duels. They rally around Yuga. Rush Duels will live on one way or another. Mm-hmm. So it, it it really made Rush Duels way bigger than this group of, we'll say, 15 characters. Yeah. It, it expanded to the entire city. Yeah. And that, that in itself was probably the door to the new world, right? Do you take it that yeah, way? Um, I, mean, wh- I mean, what do you guys think about that? Again, it was still left a little vague, but w- Neil's speech at the end did give us the vibe where it's like... It's not a literal you, door. Yeah, you, you've done it. It's like, I've seen the new do- like new world, and you're like, ah, sh- why did he say now, that? Now, it, it's crazy because some people here, I'm not going to say names, <laughs> thought that that door to the new world might be the door to Link Vrains, mm-hmm. which is really crazy to it's say. It's a wacky... Yeah. I wonder who thought that. Yeah, well, I yeah. think it was Calibro, but it was <laughs> right, crazy. Right. That might have been when he started to get COVID and he was starting to lose it a little right, bit. Right, right, right. But it was a crazy thing. And also, we hope Calibro's doing well. Um, yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> um, what a time to throw that out. <laughs> May, wh- what are your thoughts on, on the door to the new world? Do you think it's figurative or do you think it's a literal door? Um, I think it's figurative. Uh, recently, I've been going back over uh, the beginning episodes because I've been doing work on the the Blu-ray. Right. Um, and I noticed that in the very second episode, um, immediately after following the events after the first episode, um, Otis says that the door to the new world has already been opened. So you just need to go find it. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, oh. that's what he says at the very beginning of episode two. Um, so nail saying that, um, well, I got to see a new world. I'm very happy to have seen this new world, and I'm pretty sure that door is open. Um, it's probably him reaffirming that. Yeah. And they have been pretty consistent with their writing, so I have no reason to believe otherwise. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Well, that, that probably... Yeah. Yeah. I told you, the rains in any of those world theories, <laughs> it's over. And I th- It's not happening. <laughs> 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 Listen, I, I come to promote craziness right that's, that's true. what your channel is based on i like to, based I like to feed you're, into ca- the you're chaotic good you're yeah chaotic good. Uh, yeah I, okay i like that i like that um yeah no that that's very well said actually great point brought up there by entime i completely forgot that otis did say in episode two that the door has been opened you need to find it um and, and the key to that door finding that door and open you know going into the new world in yuga's dream in one of the episodes prior was the maximum monster was that big mecha. Right. And that was, I guess, kind of symbolic for him to defeat Neil. Right. And then defeating Neil allowed him to basically, I guess, make Rush Duels this big lifelong thing. Yes. Um, yeah. So, door to the new world. Um, that's it. That's probably it. Uh, there is something that I, I want to touch on, though, that happens at the end of the episode that I was surprised about. Had to do with Neil um, getting his sixth penalty. And losing his account, seemingly. Um, and as Entame knows, when you can no longer duel in Yu-Gi-Oh!, it probably does not bode well for the future of your character in Yu-Gi-Oh!. Um, hopefully, he will still be around. Uh, Sevens has done a good job of keeping all characters around to some degree, except Mr. Goha. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> I know, we forgot he existed, right? And so, I am worried that that might be the end for Neil. But I'm not worried in the sense that I'll say, oh, man, it's horrible writing if we never see Neil again. I feel like Neil's purpose, I'm just, 
I'm just I don't like that it was so short. I agree. That's a personal yeah. thing. His purpose has kind of already been fulfilled. He never lost sight. He was never an evil character. No. He never did things out of malice or hate. It was just like we've seen other Yu-Gi-Oh villains. It was just him needing to confirm that his providence was supreme over everything. And Yuga, I think, was one of the first characters in a, maybe his whole life that challenged him intellectually. Mm-hmm. And Yuga ultimately proved to him that rush duels surpass your providence. And when that happened, Neil seemed to accept it and and give up. Yeah. And I think that fits what his character is. Um, wh- what are your thoughts on Neil, Pete? I know you were a big Neil fan um, going forward. I mean, do you have much hope that he's going to still be around? Do you want him to be around? What are your thoughts? Yeah, of course I want him to be around. I, I love Neil. <laughs> um, do I think he will be? No. I, I think he is a, a possibility of coming back, probably not to duel, but maybe as a, a Roa kind of mentor role. And that's not to say Roa is not going to duel again because he is. He got it in the wrong one. It's okay. Um, <laughs> it's okay. He hates the earth. But it, it's more in the sense of um, I just think I think Neil did serve his purpose if he doesn't come back, right? Because his Yuga's roads outgrew his province, right? But maybe through everything he believes and when he's always been talking about, oh, there's a spot in the universe and you know how insignificant we are and there's all these things are meant to be. Maybe it was meant to be that the providence he didn't even realize was he was supposed to help increase rush duels and expand the game. And that was his providence. And that's what he did for all of our characters. And he didn't realize it in that moment. He thought rush duels were, you know, maybe evil or whatever. But as soon as you could beat him, maybe it clicked there where he understood. And I think the, the point in the episode where I think it clicked with him a little bit was, you know, it purposely said 777. Right, of course. You know, but though that percentage of elementary school students that would also have their accounts deleted, I think when Sebastian said that, that surprised him of how many people are on board with Yuga and this cause for rush duels. And I think in, in that made him think a little bit after the duel was over of like, huh, like this has maybe impacted way more people than I thought it would and for good reason. Yeah. That's how I took it. Um, well said. Very well said. Whew. Oh, where do we I don't go think I have much there? more to add about <laughs> Neil there, honestly. Um, Entebe, did you like Neil as a character? Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, I mean, you can look at my Twitter name. Yeah, but, it's um, a great Twitter name. Also, Entebe's Twitter is linked down below. Definitely follow her. Um, I think Neil is a very interesting character. He's, I don't want to say our first. He's definitely not our first. I, don't, I think I'm missing someone. But he's um, a villain who didn't really quite act like one yeah um this entire arc he uh he has been basically paralleled to yuga in a way um wherein he's like oh this master genius and um he's in charge of the goha duels and he was able to expand on yuga's rush duels where yuga well hadn't found the opportunity to yet um but also like multiple times throughout the season like episode 19 where they get the penalty because Mimi lost. Um, and Yuga's like, well, Nail wouldn't do this on purpose. He's not the type of person to do that. Right. And, you know, Nail agreed with him. So um, I think he's very interesting. I think he has a lot of depth. I saw a lot of... Um, there was a Twitter thread um, by a Japanese user um, talking about how uh, Nail compared Yuga's roads to space dust. Mm-hmm. Um and how his whole theme seems to be like a little bit of like a galaxy centric thing. Um, all of his cards are physics terminology, by the way, and they are hell to translate because um, I don't I don't know physics. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm <laughs> um, sure. But 
um, the user made a really good point about how um, Nail may compare Yuga's roads to space dust, but space dust is how stars are created. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> See, people, people in this fandom reach levels of deepness <laughs> and thought that I could never reach. That is deep. That is, I, like really that. Deep. I like that. Yeah, their, their thread was very convoluted, and there were some words I didn't understand, but that <laughs> that I definitely understood. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. That's what they say all human beings are, right? We're made from the cosmos, and like yeah. we all so have... Car- Car- I think Carl yeah. Sagan was the one that said yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's yeah, well said. But yeah, Neil, I agree. Neil was really a good character. Um, but even <laughs> though... <laughs> <laughs> But I'm going to trash this character. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm going in, whole in a career. different way. Even though he is leaving us, and a oh, lot yes. of us are, well, a lot of us are maybe a little worried about what happens next. Um, I'm a little worried about it getting repetitive. Right. True. Group group or a character comes in, they want to destroy Rush Duels. They don't. 13 episodes later, another group comes in. That's my one concern, that it just right. gets a little repetitive. But I think... That someone has to fill the shoes of Neil. Neil was a character for me that grounded the entire cast in reality and pushed Yuga to a level that no other character has pushed Yuga to. No. Roa pushed Yuga, but I would say Neil Neil beat Yuga. So Neil, Neil be- yeah. he pushed Yuga more I mean, than Roa. Ne- Neil caused Yuga to essentially break the game by yeah, yeah. using <laughs> and, and sacrifice his three best for friends. A, for a little bit there, he caused him to break mentally. Yeah. yeah. And where he completely yeah. lost who he was. Yeah. Also, are you disappointed that we never got to see the content of that Yuga Roa interaction? I yeah, I'm very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought we would for sure get it. Mm-hmm. Um, when I saw the cast list for this episode, I was very excited. I mean, obviously everyone is there, but the fact that Roa is there, I was like, oh okay, maybe we'll get a resolution to what happened between him, you know, like grabbing Yuga and shaking him, and then <laughs> them just sitting together like nothing happened. Nope. Yeah, I okay. I it's all right. We did get like I don't know that sort of made up for it was like some of like Roa's sort of I don't, I don't I don't know if they were throwaway lines but like he had like some nice like input like from his apartment those those proud, those those proud smiles for you. Yeah, yeah, pride like, smile yeah, yeah I don't know there was the, it, it it solidified the bond even yeah, further he was clearly rooting for Yuga yeah, yeah but it would have been nice to get the content like we of got course. the content of Yuga and his three friends um, right. but the point I was making um, obviously Neil is gone. We don't know for how long. We don't know if forever. Someone has to, I think, fill those shoes. And we got three people. Three, to fill those shoes. three people. And is it is it a stretch to say that one of them is going to be a serious character? Maybe even a little more on the evil malice side than Neil was. I don't think it's a stretch to one say that at all. One of them has a all. cape, so that's how you know. So he's the with, coolest with the character parrot. there by far. I'm sorry, but he is the coolest character there by far. And I, I was talking to it, um, talking about it with Entame earlier. We're the only two here that have seen Arc Five. I'm sure a lot of you guys um, have seen Arc Five um, at the table. I mean, um, Dennis Macfield. I mean, it, it looks just like it's the it's the hair, it's the whole parrot, the cape, the entertainment vibe. Uh, I got such a Dennis Macfield vibe from this character. He is the coolest of the three designs. Oh yeah. Very early to say because they're shadowy, but obviously the main focal point here is we have a villain group that is being led by a girl character we are approaching the 1000th episode of Yu-Gi-Oh! it's episode 28 of 7 so we're actually very close to it and we have never had a main I'm talking main 
girl villain for an arc. Never. Nope. In a thousand episodes. And she might be the first. Her name, Asana Rokuyo. Right. They gave her... A they name. gave us her name yes. in the cast list, so we knew she was going to be important. Right. You don't debut a character in the season finale if she's not important. Right. Roku means six. So, Goha-related, maybe. Maybe. The only line we get is that we will surely and utterly crush Rush Duels. Right. Which I think is... This is the first time that anyone's had like that kind of malice towards. Yeah, and it's interesting too because the way and obviously, actually, Entebe, you can. <laughs> I mean, it's great that we have the summary. You can speak to this a little better. Um, I noticed that um, wheel was kind of in parentheses, like that was the focal word of the sentence, like will, almost as if Neil failed to do it. Th- is that what the vibe there was, or no? Maybe I'm just um, reading too much into that. The original Japanese, um, Japanese is a very contextual language as in you need to know the context and what they're talking about a lot of the time you don't have a subject in the sentence Mm -hmm. um like in english we'll always say you are or i am but that doesn't happen in japanese so um it's always the context is kind of ambiguous so you have to see it through um i mean the context okay okay (laughs) but um in that line, she uses the pronoun um, wadera, which is we, but a very, very formal and very archaic way of saying we. It could even be um, compared to like a royal we, but I mean, I don't want to make that comparison. It could be, but um, but because she used that pronoun, I decided to highlight wheel mm-hmm. um, because it's just the kind of pronoun that you wouldn't use um <laughs> willy-nilly basically okay well that's interesting so a little little insight there tidbit uh, editor comment if you will um yeah thank you for that um so but too early to read into anything you would say very very early i don't i don't think um besides like some speculation about her name i don't think there's anything that we can speculate on right now yeah which is i mean she said one line of dialogue i Mm -hmm. mean that's that's just me being me so I, i apologize for that always always trying to speculate um but i mean Potentially, first girl anime Yu-Gi-Oh villain. Um, just yeah. thoughts on that? There you go. I love it. I think it's awesome, and I think it's scary. I don't know. There's something about like the way she, you know, said that delivered that line. I'm well, actually well, scared for the first time in the first in the, in yeah. the show. <laughs> even her, and it might have been the shadow silhouettes that yes. were scary, and like the purple hue. Yeah, and even that. even the demeanor, the way that kind of her legs were crossed and her. Position. It was very commanding. It felt commanding and it felt confident. Oh yeah, like we're gonna take it to you. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it, I got the same vibe from like when we were first introduced to Roa. Mm-hmm. I got that the same vibe where I'm like, this person has a such a commanding presence right. and like is really going to, you know, do things. And uh, <laughs> for lack of a better term, um, I'm. Like really stoked about it, honestly. Me too. And it's I don't know. I just really like the idea. Like she has these two. I, maybe they're on, all on the same sort of level here. But I get the sense based on the, the the shot that we get that they're kind of subservient to her. She's kind of leading this this crew here. And um, usually, I don't know when you get characters like that, they kind of rule with an iron fist. Yeah. And so, but also there's got to be a little bit of loyalty that you have these two subordinates obeying you. So it'll they'll be an interesting group to just learn more about motivations. Why do they want to destroy Rush Duels? Where are they coming from? Do they work for Goha? Are they right. part of some Goha unit that is now being sent out to destroy Rush Duels? I don't know. Uh, Pete, your thoughts on on these characters? Yeah, I mean, not much to say at the moment. I thought it was um, 
I thought it was pretty interesting. They definitely seemed ominous, and I think that was what they were going for. That was the whole idea of having the shadows, and then what? What was the the actual vehicle that seemed so, like she was so sitting that, on? That, that's what I was. It was an Escalade, right? Uh, an excavator. 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 So that's like what I. Digging. That's what I wanted to touch on after, but we can just go right into that. Everything Sevens does, they do for a reason. That has to mean something. It has to. That they're in some sort of parking garage. Yeah. And they're on an excavator. I mean, what 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 were your thoughts on on the three of them and just that whole scene at the end? And to my um, I don't really know because there there was just so little. We only got one line. Um, the excavator, I actually didn't notice until someone else pointed it out. So I don't want to say that's my idea. Um, <laughs> um, so I mean, it's very interesting that they're sitting on an excavator of all things. Um, Goha was seen building some sort of project in episode 9, the dinosaur episode. Um, maybe we'll come back to that. Um, that's maybe true. that's what the excavator is for, but that's about the extent of That was my the first thing I thought it was, was Jurassic people. Yeah. I, it's funny that you say that because I saw a couple people say, I wonder if that has to do with something from episode 9. I hadn't had a chance to go back and look deeper into that, but I guess that's right. what it was, that Goha was working on something. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's interesting. I mean... Listen, they tied Neil into the robot at the ramen shop in episode six, yes, so it would not shock me at all if they do that. Um, but what I'm excited about is you have three characters that are hopefully going to push our crew outside of Yuga. In this past arc, Yuga, I would say, was the only one of the four that really got pushed um, beyond where he needed to, to be. Right. Uh, because Roman didn't lose... Gakuto didn't lose, Rook didn't lose, and actually, story speaking from a story perspective, especially with Yu-Gi-Oh, it's much easier to give characters that are not the main protagonists losses, and they didn't go down that route. They gave Yuga the only loss in that arc yep. that our main crew got. They had a perfect opportunity. You need six losses, but who gets the losses? Um, Mimi gets a loss, yep. and that counts. Um why can't I think of the second one? Oh, it was it was Yuga. It was Yuga. Yeah, Yuga yeah. gets the second Yuga loss, the second, and, and then, then Otis three. gets three, and yeah. then they don't get the sixth. Right. So they had a perfect opportunity to give those characters some losses, but there were no set characters in the story that were able to push them. Mm-hmm. I hope that the the pigeon cape hero dude, um, yes. the Naoki looking guy in the bottom right, and um, this Asana Rukuyo can. I'll push. tell you right now. Tell yeah. you right now. Yeah. Naoki appears in the show. I'm not watching it anymore. Hold on, <laughs> you you wouldn't you wouldn't be interested in why? Not at all. What if, what if he's a different version of Naoki that's actually cool and respected? <sighs> I think about it. Okay, all right. That's all I ask. Now, I what version it. of Naoki would be cool? Exactly. And that's a good point. Well, I, I mean, I would say his. I thought his Brave Max persona was pretty cool. Just stop. Just <laughs> stop. <laughs> um. Listen, I. Don't think Naoki's going to show up. It's just the body um, type reminded me a little bit of Naoki um, in that of the three characters. But Asana Rokuyo, Bird Pigeon Cape, and the bottom right character. I think that we have a good opportunity here to push our cast outside of Yuga. And that's what I'm probably looking forward to the most. I hope that we get established rivalries um, with the three of these and Yuga's team. That'd be cool. You brought up a really good point about uh, Yuga being the only one losing. Um, I had this conversation with a friend on the way here. Um, Yuga, like you said, is the only person who had basically been tested this uh, this season. Um, and I kind of feels, um, if you look back to episode 13, 
Um, and that's like the first point where he's like, okay, I want to be the king of duels now. Um, that's something I want to do now. Right. And and he says that at the end of episode 13, but he like he doesn't have a chance to show his quote-unquote resolve um, until like episode 23 against Nail. And then um, he had that whole thing with his friends. I feel like maybe this arc was setting up Yuga's conviction or resolve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's I think that's a really good point. Um, Nailed that, honestly. Yeah, you did. So, do you uh-huh. think then Entame? Because here's the thing: you're bringing in three evil group characters. Yes. Right. It would be bad if they don't beat anyone. You no, have at least bad. at least one of them has well, to get a win. If they against go against Gakuto, they'll probably get a win. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't do that to him. Uh, leave Gakuto out of he this. Won. He won. <laughs> he won. Gakuto won. <laughs> bro. He's the reason that you go won. Forward. By the way. Um, yeah. By the way. Um, <laughs> No, Gagato will get another win in 2021. Don't worry about it. Um, so listen, I, yep. I I think one of them has to win. What I would do, I would give Asana Rokuyo a win against Rook. That's what I would do. Yep. Bring him down a, a peg. Bring peg. him down he a needs peg. It. Yeah. He doesn't have a loss yet. He can afford it. And imagine the respect then that you get as the leader of the group for beating Rook. I, yeah, I think it'd be cool. Yeah. I, I think you want, you want you want to know another fun fact yeah, sure. that I just thought of. It's crazy. Now, do you consider in GX Manjome the the rival of GX? I don't know uh, about he's that. he's in all the official stuff, but I don't really consider him the main rival. I guess he's like one of the rivals, but there's a few. There's a few, but I don't really consider him on that level. Who do you consider the main rival? Edo. Kaiser? Oh, Edo. Okay. Edo. I consider Edo because. Judai got his first loss against him. Yeah. And it was a very significant loss. Yeah. So that's why I was like, it's it, he has to be the rival. I mean, all the all the merch is Manjome, but I say Edo. If you take Manjome out of the rival equation, okay. a yeah. girl character has never beaten a Yu-Gi-Oh rival. Ever. Ever. Can you repeat that sentence? I'm sorry. <laughs> if you take Manjome out of the rival equation, right. a girl character has never beaten a Yu-Gi-Oh rival. Oh, because... Okay, I see your point now. Okay. So like Kaiba's never lost right. to a girl. Atlas, so you think Revolver, Roman's gonna Kaito, is Shark. Gonna no, 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 no. I'm not talking about Roman. I'm saying if Asana Rokuyo, oh, okay. the leader of this group, gotcha. takes down Rook, who's our rival that'll character, that'll be yeah. that'll be the first time, either the first time ever or the first time since Manjome, if it, you consider Manjome the rival. And a lot of people do. So that's, that's why you asked the, the, the debate there because if he isn't, then it's never. If he is, then it's one. Right. If time. you don't view Manjome as the main rival, then it's never happened. Then mm. it's never happened. Well, it's I do uh, want to correct myself. Uh, the chat is saying first that loss was against Kaiser, right? Well, yeah, it was against Kaiser. But the thing is, he didn't really have much of a storyline with Judai in it. More like it was affected by Judai, yeah. but. I mean, as he, everyone he else he was, was also affected by him, right. but... He was standing up for show in that moment. It well, wasn't... Yeah. They didn't really have a, a Well, the, thing. the rival... I mean, Edo and Judai had a massive rivalry in season two. Right. The, the reason why I don't particularly consider Edo the rival is because they never dueled outside of that one season. Yeah. So, but, you know, that's the thing with GX. There's a lot of counter-arguments that you can make to a lot of the, the rival characters. Right, of that's course. That's the big one that kind of counters the, oh, Edo is the rival. And then with Manjome, it's like, well, I mean, Manjo- Manjome is Manjome. And then with <laughs> Kaiser, it's like, well, Kaiser and Judai, Kaiser was always kind of the mentor of Judai. Right, he's a big, he's, yeah. Yeah, they, they weren't really the right. So GX is kind of weird in that regard. But, you know, what, whatever. Even if you, you know, Manjome is the rival. It's never happened besides that one time. Right. And it was actually Asuka. Um, who, right, which makes yeah, sense. So um, could be the first time in a while here if Asana gets a win. But knowing 
sevens or not not sevens, but Yu Gi Oh Asana will probably beat Roman. That's probably, that's probably what'll oh, happen. I, I really hope <laughs> not. Oh no! So it, we'll ha- it makes just make for power scaling purposes too. It makes mo- the most sense for it to be rough. Yeah, because yeah. like then it's like oh, this is actually a force to really be reckoned with. Because right now I think there's a lot of people that would consider Rook better than Yuga, especially when Yuga doesn't have maximum. Because Yuga yes. doesn't have maximum. It's gone. Yeah, he doesn't. That's so it. I think in the power rankings, a lot of people would put Rook ahead of Yuga or on equal footing. So I think a, a beating Rook has similar value as beating the main protagonist yes. at this point in the story. Yes. That's true. Um, although I do think that all of Luke's um, wins have been against side characters, with the exception of Yuga. True. <laughs> like, yeah. Very true. That is you true. You, you guys can't throw Schrodinger's you guys cat. Nail. Yeah, you can't forget, him. You can't forget Arya, about him. Arata. <laughs> or I was Arai Arata. Arai. Yeah. He's won against some... Some bums. He's one. He's one against some bums. Sure, yeah. but he also. Well, no, you know what? He did beat Yoshio though, and Yoshio does have a win in the story. That's yeah, true. but it's against so, his mom. It's against his mom, who dude. I don't respect as a duelist at all. So, like, I mean, where's the power scale? <laughs> you leave me, me out of this. <laughs> um, yeah. Shadow's gonna come after me yeah. for that one. Listen, I, I, I think it. I think it's an interesting debate that you can have. It's basically. Do you put Rook ahead of Yuga because Rook beat Yuga straight up? Or at this point, do you put Yuga ahead of Rook because Yuga's beaten harder opponents than Rook? I think yeah. it's a fair debate. I, I think, and we we touched on this a couple episodes ago, but I feel like in this next arc, there has to be a way you bring Roa into this because I feel like he's he's dwindling fast, mm-hmm. and, I, and I don't like that he hasn't had a lot of story content here. I mean, as you guys touched on earlier with Entame, like I don't even like that we never got to see that conversation with, yeah. with you know Yuga. So where is his place where he wanted to be this king of duelists? He he wanted to be the one who was just like, why didn't I get Seven's Road Magician from right. Otis? Where does he come back into play here? That is why a tournament makes so it much does. sense right now, man. <sighs> Gives everyone a purpose. And I guess we still could do it with these three kind of in the background of sure, it. Sure, but... but I have a theory about that. Ooh. Take this take this with a grain of salt. Okay. Take this no, with I a very it. heavy I, grain I of salt. Theories. <laughs> <laughs> they theories. something very important happened for Rush Duels in twenty six, and that's they gained um acclaim outside of Yuga's group. Like you have yeah. everyone mm-hmm. being like, Oh my goodness, I love Rush Duels, I'm with Yuga's team. Um and then um and that made me think about episode 15, the fish guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he seemed like just a random filler episode. But the more I yes. think about it, he had a throwaway line about how he's been playing rush duels against other people all around the world. Right. It was global. And so it was like a global thing already. Yeah. So it's like, oh, OK, maybe like with all the hype around rush duels that they've already built up and they've already set a foundation for, maybe there is um, a chance that there could be a tournament arc that takes advantage of the hype of rush duels. Um, obviously, it would not be run by Goha. I feel like it would probably be some other entity, but Otis. <laughs> um, it could happen, but this is all really heavy speculation. So please take it with a grain of salt. Well, listen, <laughs> I'm for it. Like it. I'm <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm for it too. When people come and watch this, uh, most of the conversation is heavy speculation. So don't worry, that's part of the course here. Um, yeah, I, I think that it it makes sense. Uh, it's a good way to build the world. Tournaments are. Very, very good when done correctly. And we have not seen a tournament since Arc 5 Synchro Arc, so I, I'd yes. be down for a tournament. Vrain's the only Yu-Gi-Oh! show without a tournament arc. I, I think we're going to get one in Sevens. It I just re- makes too much sense for a Yu-Gi-Oh! anime. Of course. Um, Especially we've actually seen that there have been, like, tournaments exist in this world. Right, assumingly. Well, no, not even assuming. We've seen them. That's what was happening on stage when uh, Otis breaks out. Oh, that's right. Well, yeah, right. That wasn't a Rush Duel tournament, but you're no, right. But it, yeah. was a, it was a regular it was, tournament. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Right, I know. I think at some point you're gonna have a tournament for a title of King of Duels. Right, and it ma- it makes and I think someone else brought this up in the comments like a couple weeks ago. It would make sense, well, like one because that's where Otis and Yuga first made contact. Um, Roa was there. Um, it gives an opportunity for um, Roman's sort of unnamed guitar inspiration. I bring her up to, all the to time. Show up. Also, did you? We no. got a name of that character. Did you Four. did you hear about that? Remember the girl that gave oh, Roman Princess G. Yeah. Yes. So they what actually a sick name by the way Princess <laughs> G. So right, this was she's actually, coming back. This was pretty breaking news. Yeah, you don't give a character like that a name if you don't plan to bring her back no. in the show. So Princess G, we got a name of the girl that um, probably stands for guitar that threw <laughs> the um, the um, prima guitarna to Roman. Right. She's one hundred percent coming back, and as I said last week, she's going to duel Roman in that tournament. Yes. That's going to be a great duel. Yeah, it will be and probably a very good. Our win group for is Roman. two for two now in being in random crowds and catching the star on the stages like yeah. ace card. Yes. Yeah, it's pretty good. It is pretty good, but. Actually, two for three because Roa failed. Uh, <laughs> we kind of as part of the group, <laughs> in a way. Um, why not? I want to know though, um, because and then we're going to get to some donations and some questions if we have some. I, one thing that I wanted to bring up before we move away from the Roa thing. Roa, no, I was going to reiterate to you two about Roa. What, yeah. where you think he fits? Because well, I, I, I don't, don't really know. Well, I think he would fit into a tournament arc. I just, I don't know where he could go. But my worry is this. That he gets relegated to this consistent, like, every time Yuga does something cool, he looks out the window from his apartment and says, like, <laughs> yeah, Yuga, you did it. Because what's all we've been getting? You that's you make him sound like a stay-at-home housewife. Yeah, that's exactly, that's the vibe <laughs> I got. And that's all Rowan does the rest of the show. That Yuga. That's all. <laughs> that, and he constantly brings up how Roman ruined his kitchen. And that's his <laughs> only two, two things, things in like, the show. Oh, man, Roa is on the cast list. He's finally coming back into the show, episode seven. Just 70. gives the glare. Yuga's done it again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean that was that was Calibro's fear. Or that was, I think, your fear with Blood Shepherd. Yeah. That you always saw Blood Shepherd was gonna be a character that like always got logged well, out yeah, whenever he was able dude, to do I something. Would've, I would have loved that. Because been... that would have been hysterical if you like he's like this menacing guy, he's super dark, and then it's like he comes into duel and it's like logs out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, no. I mean they're they're gonna find some way to utilize Roa. But what way is that? I mean, Entame, what do you think? About Roa? Yeah, I mean, where do you think he, he could w- fit? What's next for him? I know you're a big uh, Roa fan, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah so um, how do you not be, really? <laughs> I, well, I'm, yeah. I think, I think he still has a lot of importance to the story. I don't think they would have introduced him also having a connection to Otis otherwise. Because he's the other only other person besides Yuga to have this connection to Otis. The yeah. same like connection about being the king of duels. And... I guess you could say, as a result of episode 13, that he could be seen as like a legitimate contender for the throne of the King of Duels, mm-hmm. um, mainly because Otis accepted their duel. Um, so I feel like he has a part to play. I just don't know what that part is yet. <laughs> yeah, right. no, it's hard to say. I completely agree with you. There's no way Roa is going to be reduced to that. No. Um, <laughs> but I just, I, I, it, he's kind of in a tough position here. I mean, the the Get a Chan song was beautiful. It was very beautiful. I shed a tear. You know, get a chance, get a Chan. Um, but I, I, and that's what I love about him. I feel like every time he duels, he's going to have this special song 
and just break out so. in singing. I hope so too, because his, it's incredible. His voice actor is a stage actor, so I it mean, make sense. make the most use yeah. of his talents. Yeah, they absolutely do. It's I mean, that one song was amazing. The episode thirteen special ending. Yeah, it's um, great. Oh my god, dude. yeah, amazing. So good. What's the heaven? Ha- no, what's the name of that song? Not Miniscape. Miniscape. Amazing. Roll around. Anytime you cast like an actor or actress who has previous singing like backgrounds in a show that isn't about singing, they they're probably g- they're gonna do it. Yeah, you gotta do it. Yeah. You gotta that do mean, it. Does up. that mean Barrett is gonna like start singing in some of his dubs? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be for it. He's a, he is a stage actor. I know. Well, you know, yeah. Who knows? All I want him to put in is like or just Dan real Barrett. slight Arthur references. <laughs> Somehow it doesn't even make any sense, but that's what I want. Um, well, fan dub. <laughs> yes, happens with that. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna shut down very quickly. Yeah, very quickly. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Barrett would lose his job very, <laughs> be very bad if he took part of that. <sighs> um, well, he'll he'll do it under an alias. <laughs> I don't think that's gonna work. Barrett Betty. Uh, <laughs> 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 so anyway, um, I guess it's a good time probably to read some donations for we, some donuts. We are obviously long discussion there. Um, probably about what like yeah, fifty minutes. Healthy. We're not done talking about um the rest of the arc. We're still gonna rate our. Um, we're going to give our ratings on sevens thus far from a one to ten scale. So start thinking about that. Um, for the Pick'em League, we are not making predictions for this upcoming duel. Um, it is just too confusing what is happening. Um, as Entime pointed out, and as we are going to discuss when we get to talking about episode 27, uh, Rook is dueling himself, and then a mysterious duelist shows up. So we don't know what's going on no. with that. Um, we're not picking for that duel, so don't send me any picks this week. If you already have, don't worry about it. Um, we are not picking for episode 27, but we will go over everything we know, go over our thoughts, and again, try and figure out what the heck's going on in 27. But um, we'll do some donations. Thank you guys so much. You kindle the channel. I appreciate it. Um, I am going to quickly